In this clip, we are going to talk about the most powerful SaaS companies of the last decade. I'm gonna kind of move around here. I'm gonna give some of the most powerful ones. I'm gonna talk about some that I actually admire and why, and then you're gonna get some context as to, well, why this is even important in the first place. So SaaS companies, software as a service. Before I talk about this, don't forget to subscribe if you like videos on entrepreneurship, marketing, personal growth, whatever it is exactly. It's all in here. It's all in here in the videos, in the audio files. It's all in here. All right, so SaaS companies. Why is this important? So EchoSign is the first one that I can think of because Adobe acquired this company, uh, Adobe EchoSign, and arguably one of the most important people in SaaS, uh, Jason Lemkin, he founded a community called Saster, and he started by writing these really long posts or answers. Um, some maybe not, not that long, but very concise. Concise posts on how to grow your SaaS business, right? Because software as a service has become more of a thing because the revenue compounds over time. Now, he founded a company called EchoSign, sold it for probably, I don't, I, we don't have exact numbers, but um, it was a nine-figure payday, I believe. So eight figures, 10 million, nine figures, 100 million. So I believe it was somewhere around that range. And then Adobe bought it, right? Now that company, I think their, their uh, recurring revenue is significantly higher, obviously, um, than what it was before. But um, Jason learned from very early days, this is how software as a service actually works. And he gave um, kind of a lot of feedback. And he founded this conference called Saster, which the big SaaS companies all go to. So you should definitely check that out if you're into SaaS. Um, it is kind of the Coachella of uh, software as a service, all right? So all those big companies are there. Check out what his writings do. You're gonna learn a lot from it. He knows SaaS, he, under, he invests in SaaS. He had a big exit to a large SaaS company, which is now Adobe, right? Adobe, now they charge on subscription. They used to charge based on kind of one-off fees, but now, you know, let's say uh, Adobe Audition, uh, Adobe Photoshop, they charge you month by month, right? So they are also a software uh, as a service kind of company. And What's special about them is they were doing one-offs and they took a big plunge to move into software as a service, right? Microsoft kind of did something similar too, where they're selling one-off licenses and then they moved into Office 365 where you pay per user right now. And um, that's, you know, Microsoft is, they did hit the, I believe they hit the trillion dollar, you know, market cap. So you have those companies, um, AWS, Amazon Web Services too. Amazon Web Services, they just had all this excess capacity with all of their hosting and they decided to start selling it to other people. And it is their most profitable, it, all, almost all of their profit right now um, comes from AWS. They're, they don't really care so much about profit in their other areas. They just wanna continue to reinvest and grow, reinvest and grow, reinvest and grow. And I think Amazon is special because Jeff Bezos has always had this day one mentality. Um, and I think that's truly powerful. Obviously, I can't forget about Salesforce. Salesforce, I think they're doing uh, maybe over $14 billion a year in, in revenue right now. And um, they, they kind of went through this whole mission, um, CRM, right? CRM is not sexy, but they're like, you know, everything has to go to the cloud. Everything has to go to the cloud. And they stuck with that messaging um, for over a decade. Salesforce, Mark Benioff, I mean, you look at a guy, great CEO. He, I think he just gave away $30 million to help um, the city of San Francisco help with um, the homeless problems over there. You got Salesforce who kind of, um, you know, they stuck with the messaging, um, you know, people that reinvented themselves, people that are kind of, um, you know, really good educators in the space. Um, you have Slack too, which is what we use. Slack originally, Stuart Butterfield, it was a gaming thing initially. And then it eventually pivoted into this whole um, whole chat app. You know, they found a lot of engagement with chat, so they decided to go all in on that. And it's, it's one of the fastest growing SaaS companies ever, like ever. Okay, so 
These are just a couple examples. SaaS is good, and I'll, I'll give you one more, uh, two more actually. So Atlassian is another one. They were private for the longest time. They're based in Australia. They didn't need to go through this whole Silicon Valley thing. They were contrarian. Um, they have tools like Confluence, tools like Jira. They have tools like Trello. They actually had HipChat, which is a direct competitor to Slack, which actually kind of came before Slack, which SingleGrain actually used before Slack. Um, and Slack just kind of overtook them because they're working on so many different things. And they decided to sell the HipChat assets over to Slack, and Slack is kind of number one now. Um, Zoom is another example. Okay, I'm gonna give you another bonus. Zoom is special because they went into web conferencing when there's already WebEx, right? You already had all these other companies, uh, Cisco, which is, I think, I think they're the same company, but they had multi-billion dollar you know, public companies that they were competing against, and they just made a product that was better. And Zoom is special because when they went public, they're already profitable. Right, and they were a really good business fundamentally, and that's what helped them. Um, you know, first day I was trying to buy shares, I couldn't even buy shares. It immediately catapulted up, um, and I was just like, man, that's that's a solid business already, and I think that business is here to stay for for quite a while. Okay, the final one I'm going to give you, the kind of the, uh, bonus beyond the two is uh, 37 Signals. So they don't make, they're not publicly traded. They don't do billions in revenue. Um, you know, they, they're, in fact, they're probably doing maybe 30, 40, 50 million a year, something like that, right? But what I think is amazing about them is they popularized this whole concept about remote work and also about how it doesn't have to be crazy at work. So they, they totally went against the grain of what everyone in Silicon Valley or even China is doing right now. China's 996, right? You're working 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., six days a week. Um, and then Silicon Valley cultures is working very hard. You gotta raise a bunch of money. They didn't raise much money at all. Um, and Buffer is also another good example too, but 37 signals, they just like, you know, we're gonna keep the company small. We're just gonna work with people that we like working with and we're just gonna do things the contrarian way. We don't need to have this billion dollar exit. We're gonna, you know, live life how we wanna live it. We're gonna be, build products that we like. And I really admire that about them. So. I've taken all these lessons from all these different companies, you know, um, whether it's being contrarian, not needing to be crazy at work, uh, and also you know trying things differently. You learn from all these other SaaS companies, and I think those are some of the biggest lessons that you can learn uh, from SaaS, right? Jason Lemkin for sharing all this knowledge, and now he's built this business that does 20 million a year just off the content that he created, and he's gonna try to get to 100 million a year, right? Um, but you got different mindsets, you got different philosophies, and I think it's really good to take a look at each and every one of these. You know, for me personally, if I had to choose one that that I really admire would probably be Atlassian because they did things their way in Australia. Um, you know, they built out other products, they tried different things, sold off things that they didn't think was working. It's, I think they're actually public now, but um, they waited. They waited, they waited. They didn't try to, you know, take on a bunch of venture funding. Um, and I'll, I'll throw in another bonus, ClickFunnels. They didn't take on any venture funding at all. They do over $100 million a year, and they only sell to kind of the smaller business segment, and they created a cult. And I think there's something to follow around them. Um, so anyway, I'm not gonna keep going. Uh, that is it for this video. Let us know which company that you actually like the most of the ones that I mentioned below. And if you think I missed one, drop it in the comments too. And before we go, don't forget whatever platform that you're on. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. It helps us grow. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow.